Hello, everyone. I'm Wilka Nascimento. I am your host, and this is the Leadership Talks podcast. And today I have Trina White with us. Welcome to the show, Trina. Thank you for having me. So talk to us like you are a current general manager of this lovely hotel in Victoria, British Columbia. Yeah, I'm the, I've been the general manager there uh, since 2009, so for 13 years. Um, yeah, 13 years. And uh, so I opened up the hotel, uh, so I was the first and only general manager. And the hotel opened, opened. it was um, built with sustainability in mind from the foundation. So I've been very lucky to be there since the beginning and, to, and, and through to now and hopefully well into the future. That's amazing. So I have a quick, uh, you know, give me like a, an overview, like you've been there since the pre-opening of the property. So you were there during construction time as well? No, I came on like about two days before the doors opened. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So the owners that originally built the hotel uh, were very into sustainability as well. And so they they built it as a sustainable hotel, and uh, then they were looking for a general manager that kind of matched uh, the philosophies that they were looking for. So, and when did you start personally, right? Like uh, being more sustainable within your day-to-day life? Because I know that in Victoria, even like I, one of the things that I found it amazing was even the grocery stores, they don't have plastic bags at all. So you better come with your own bag, right? So when did this, yes. you know, begin for you personally? Um, personally, for me, it's been all my life. Um, I had an aunt who was very influential um, on the decisions I made. My aunt was definitely a radical we, we call them tree huggers. Uh, so she was a radical <laughs> protester and she was out fighting the government and big corporate business. And uh, every year from the age of like 12, 13 years old and on, she would take me mountaineering into the mountains of Vancouver Island. And we've got some wonderful big parks here like Strathcona Park. And when you get out in these mountains and you kind of look around and see that natural habitat, you're just like, this is, this is impressive, right? Um, of course, coming down the mountain, you would start to see like the clear cuts and the logging and uh, the mining operations. And so, cause, um, and, and so I always just from that kind of age, um, was very into environmental activism and even in my high school years was uh, out uh, out at Earth Day marches in like the early 90s um, which was a uh, kind of new Earth Day kind of at that point. So uh, when I when I graduated from high school I actually went off to go do a biology degree because I was going to save the world. Uh, that was my mission <laughs> and <laughs> I was like I'm going to save the world. But biology is biology is a tough. It's tough. Sciences are tough, and um, and I was doing okay in them, but uh, it wasn't my natural calling. Mm-hmm. And then I read this book called The Eye of the Elephant, and it was about um, husband and wife science uh, uh, husband and wife team who were doing scientific work 
in uh, parts of Africa in the 80s and how they were trying to get uh, local tribes to stop poaching elephants. And they kind of created ecotourism. And in the early 80s, I mean, that was really a big, like, wow, you could do this, right? And um, that whole concept of using tourism to, instead of poaching over and over again, is seeing over and over again the elephant, right? And, um, and to make long-term residual income. And, and so when I read this book, I just thought, wow. Because uh, at that point, I'd been traveling to Belize a fair bit and doing my own personal like youth backpacking around the world while doing my degree in science. And so after reading this book, I thought, wow, there's an industry that I would love to, to get into. And I'd been working in restaurants to pay for my universities. So I already knew restaurants. <laughs> I had already worked in kitchens and uh, line cook and front of house and serving and customer service. So I dropped out of school uh, of, of my degree in biology in, in, the, in the third year and moved over to school of business and thrived, just absolutely thrived, loved it. And uh, before I got into hotels, I actually got into as an adventure tour guide. So I actually worked as an adventure tour guide for about three years when I finished off my business degree in tourism management. Uh, and then after uh, doing tour guiding, then I went into hotels. But I've always brought with me um, my uh, kind of passion. Uh, but it wasn't until a little bit later, kind of like about 2009, 2000, well, no, before, before 2009, probably about 2005 is when I started to really think about how can I bring this in a more mature way into the business place, right? right. Um, and, uh, and start to make more holistic change. And uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's kind of been my journey. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, so the adventure tours, you could have been my uh, volcano tour guide in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could have been. Except for uh, my territory in the uh, at that point, that was um, kind of like late nineties, early two thousands, and uh, I did the Rockies. So uh, I wouldn't take you to volcanoes, but I'd take you to some impressive peaks and glaciers in the Rockies. Wow, uh, Rockies, and uh, throughout like Whistler, Vancouver, and up to uh, the Pacific Rim here on Vancouver Island. So Tofino. And uh, you kill it in the world famous beaches there. So excellent. Wow. What a story. So like tourism has been part of your life uh, since day one. I, I hear that. Um, and right now, actually, we had a chance, right, to meet in person. And I saw yeah. you speaking in this uh, travel summit in Victoria that I attended for work. And I just love it so much, your passion. And I think it really relates as well, you know, when you are working in this industry where people, they look up to you, right? And now I just saw as well on LinkedIn that you won the 2022 Offsetters Carbon Neutral, you know, certification. So talk to us about that. Yeah, in uh, 2018, um, we've been doing a lot of work with the Parkside uh, to keep pushing forward. 
And so we've been measuring our greenhouse gases for a number of years and, um, and constantly doing projects to keep reducing that greenhouse gas emission. We've started bringing more of a heavy social component uh, into uh, the philosophy so it wasn't just focused on those environmental aspects. And so we kind of got to that next point, like, well, what, what's left to do? And so now it was kind of by, like, okay, well, let's really go out there financially and start to offset um, our, 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 our admissions. And so we started at, oh, I think officially in 2019, I wanna say, uh, is when we did our first year of uh, being carbon neutral. And we held it all through the pandemic. So for business our size and the amount of greenhouse gas emissions we produce, it's about $11,000 a year um, after you pay for your greenhouse uh, gas audit report to be done. So the report itself is about $5,000 and then another 11,000 for your investments. And uh, so we, we started doing that and that's been a great initiative. And uh, it's fun because we get the, all the employees to help pick which portfolios we're gonna invest into. So they're excited. So one of the ones we invest into is the Great Bear Rainforest uh, here in British Columbia. Uh, on the island, we uh, invest into a reforestation project on Quadra Island. And then internationally, uh, we now invest into a solar um, panel um, system being built in China, one of the world's largest solar panel uh, complexities. So that's been really exciting. And then actually this year, my staff came to me, the, the sustainability team, uh, and they said, we want to become climate positive. And I said, okay, what does that look like? Uh, so it means you have to invest more. So you're, you're actually now putting back more than just being neutral. And so we made that shift. Uh, I wanna say in like, I think June uh, is when they made the, the payment. So, so it does add a bit more costs, but uh, it's worth it. And uh, so that's where we're at now. We're now actually climate positive. That's amazing. So I also liked, uh, because I did a tour of the hotel and I yes. was so impressed with, you know, from when you walk the front desk and, you know, like you have the water uh, or the tea um, and you have the mugs, you don't have a recycled paper, there, you know, everything, right. It's a glass, it's a mug, it's, it's the real deal. Even one of the things that I also was very surprised and I loved very much is the clothing that you reutilize the curtains to make clothing in bags. Talk to us about this partnership with a local business. Yeah, well, you know, the, the one thing about running a kind of a, a sustainable or regenerative business is you constantly have to be careful of when, when waste comes out of your business, whether it's used furniture or used linens and hotels produce a lot of used goods. Uh, and so it's really, really important that these are finding other lives and not just going to landfill. And so we had to replace our curtains because the, they, they were starting to fall apart and rip and bit. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a lot of fabric. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we don't want that going to landfill. And curtains are also hard to, as a curtain, find a new life because 
someone has to have the exact you know window size and and want them that style and so we decided to um see how we could upcycle them in a new way and so our first thought was well let's make them uh into grocery bags and just like you mentioned about victoria victoria is a plastic free zone so you pretty much have to bring your own cloth bags with you when you shop and so we recognize like this is a newer change Victoria just in the last 12 months. And so we had a lot of people coming who aren't prepared for that, right? And so we thought, well, that would be great to get cloth bags into all the guest rooms so that then these guests have it, just like you'd have the umbrella there. And uh, they could be ready for our, our local uh, way of doing things. And so we started researching companies that could take fabric from curtains and make them into cloth bags. And as we were doing that journey and research, we came across another company called uh, House of Wildwood. And they are a 100% zero waste company. And uh, so they're a small little designer firm that takes old vintage fabric that's at the end of its life. And uh, so whether it's like, fabric from furniture or <laughs> all sorts of different fabrics they take and they remake them into like funky designer clothing line. And so when we said, well, hey, we can't do your bags, but we look at the curtains to make them into clothing. And we said, hell yeah. And so um, so they jumped in and, and made that clothing line for us. So uh, it's a great partnership for us to promote them and uh, a great way to um, upcycle uh, these curtains. And uh, we're still with the balance of the curtains uh, just now entering into partnership with a company that we hope to have finalized here in the next week or two uh, that is going to do our actual uh, shopping bags here soon. Wow, wow. So many projects. And I heard you say uh, when you mentioned that you have a team that handles the sustainability initiatives at the hotel. So I know that, you know, there is a lot of costs involved, but obviously has been working for you and for the ownership, right? Because the bottom line, it's what matters in the end of the day. So yeah. Do you have many, uh, when you are educating folks, you know, do you have people asking, oh, but how much is, does this offset really the cost of maintaining a hotel or how are you competitive within the industry in your area? What is your answer to that? Yeah, and I get asked on the locks. A lot of people will say, well, you know, to go sustainable is expensive. It's expensive to invest into LED lights, for example. but you know, there's kind of like thresholds that businesses do. And so like the first is what we call eco-efficiency and, and really all businesses should be at that point because right now there's a lot of government rebate. There's a lot of encouragement to get businesses to move into eco-efficiencies. And so, and the reason that government's doing it is because also at the same time, utility bills are going up in rates, right? So if you're not making those shifts now, and you're not utilizing those rebates, those rebates will eventually go away. And then you're stuck with no rebates and just rising utilities. So, so that's the first thing I always say to businesses is like, get out there, at least get your eco-efficiency done. Once you kind of have your eco-efficiency done, uh, you are gonna see savings. Uh, 
example, like we, we, when we opened uh, CFLs uh, were the main lighting source, LEDs weren't fully uh, on the market yet. And so our hotel originally opened up with CFLs. So we switched over to LEDs and it was well over, I wanna say it was about $120,000 investment uh, for the number of lights that are in a hotel. It's not cheap, but again, we paid off uh, through uh, savings of the utility in about a year and a half. So, and you know, I could talk to maintenance now. Maintenance is like, I don't ever get work orders for burnt out lights, <laughs> right? Because it's <laughs> LEDs, just, they last, they just go, right? Right. So, um, so when I talk to business, I first say, you know, look at that, right? And, and there's going to be the, the hard return on investment you're going to get. And they're going to be those also those other things we don't account for, like all of a sudden less maintenance time on doing something, for example. But uh, then the next area where, you know, can be seen as expensive is when you start getting into the, the marketing and the philosophy of sustainability and really doing these uh, bigger initiatives because they are, they are time consuming and it does take people. But, you know, what I find at the park side that, that we've done and I kind of encourage other businesses to do is, is try to build a team around you where everybody has a bit of an interest in it and everybody takes on small components, right? And when they start to take on small components, then you're moving a lot more than if it's one person, right? So we do have like a green team or a sustainability team, we call them, and they're frontline employees. There's like seven of them. They get together once a month for an hour. And uh, so, yes, we're paying for that hour of them to, to meet, but then they go away, they do their normal job for the next 30 days, and they find ways to work with their manager to implement or make things better, right? And so sometimes, yes, maybe it's an hour of lost labor, but then there's uh, savings or recoveries in other places, areas, because they're now focused to watch and look for ways to make the operations better from a sustainability standpoint. And the other thing too, that which businesses don't realize is the marketing advantage. Um, there's a huge marketing advantage to sustainability. It's a very hot topic post COVID now. Um, I've, you know, I've been to probably, I think in the last like four months, like three or four conferences just focused on you know, sustainability in, in different formats. And uh, you're seeing that conversation everywhere. So those businesses that are doing it now are getting on that wave now and they're getting those benefits now. Um, you know, and, 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 and so that's another thing for, you know, owner groups to take into account is, is the return of all those, those uh, impressions on your website and those, those posts in, in uh, LinkedIn. And, um, and then finally, too, I mean, we do charge a, a premium rate at the hotel because we are using all local suppliers uh, and creating local experiences. And so it does cost, again, a little bit more, um, but we're able to charge a bit more uh, to offset those. So, you know, it's been a good business case for us. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, like I think... The passion, right, about what you said, it's frontline employees, but everybody's involved and, you know, you go outside, you go, you know, you finish your shift, you go home, you find ways 
to make sure that you are bringing ideas back to the team and, you know, to implement on your day-to-day life, which, you know, for your hotel, it just felt like I have passion for, for this, but you know, you guys are not just, oh, I have passion. I'm doing it for 13 years. And yes, I'm using the badges and all the marketing that comes with it, but we need to know. And if we are not just saying this because, oh, you know, I want to market my hotel as a sustainable, I have some, you know, uh, specific projects your entire hotel is set up that way even also what I got so impressed is that you have no AC and how you explain (laughs) to us how does that work for you know foreign people that you know come to the hotel and be like oh wait it's so hot here in the summer so you know and from the rooftop actually you're talking about the the you know impressions I saw your director of sales having, you know, an interview with a local uh, channel, right? Um, talking about the rooftop space and how you guys have the cool activity for guests, the marshmallow, the local chocolate, the local, everything is, it's local and everything's a partnership. So I think your passion, your team, your, you know, it shows, right? But it's not just like, oh, I'm going to be, marketing this and all that I want to use is the marketing so talk to me about this uh AC you know challenge when people come to the hotel because I know they're not complaining about charging their Teslas right (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 funny you know especially with uh as we're watching climate change um you know right now we just went through 90 straight 90 plus days of no rain so you know Victoria is located in a temperate rainforest so we're supposed to get rain (laughs) we're not supposed to drive and um, we're very dry right like the salmon are not able to spawn right now in a lot of the rivers because the rivers are completely dry and so it's interesting because every year we have lots of great measures in place to Um, help offset this AC but I will tell you every year around like June July we start to go oh is it going to be a hot year (laughs) summer Um, and there has been some summers that have become abnormal for our region very abnormal Uh, but they only last usually like I think the longest hot spell we had was about three days so they're not um they're not frequent and they're not long lasting, right? So for us at the hotel, what we kind of do is first try to like, you know, mitigate that heat by having many different layers and steps that the guest doesn't even see. So that's from like cool water running through uh, the walls through to um, glass panels that ho- overhang windows that we sh- I showed you on the tour. And um these glass panels that overhang the windows break up sun from heating up the room. Uh, also, too, even just us flipping to LED lights a number of years ago, you know, with you have CFL, CFLs produce a lot of heat. Uh, so if you think about a CFL when the when it, the bulb dies and you go to touch it, it's boiling hot. Whereas an LED can be on 24 hours, you touch it, it's still cool. So we made sure all those things are done. Our curtains, uh, and this is why our curtains had to be replaced after 13 years, is because our curtains are another barrier. Uh, they're a special type of fabric 
that uh, again doesn't allow heat uh, to enter the room. And then we also have windows that open throughout the patio doors and we are located um, right, uh, we're about a kilometer away from the ocean. So we're on parkland next to us. And so we get beautiful breezes uh, from, the, from the ocean. So, so what we really encourage guests to do on, on hot spell periods is to, you know, to follow a few extra steps that we ask them to do. And for the most part, if they do it, we're, they're going to be fine. Um, and we get a lot of people who are hesitant at first. <laughs> and, and then when they experience it, they're like, okay, actually, you know what, it worked. Um, but we also do recognize that when we do have a really, say, a three-day stretch where we know it's going to be like 26 to 28 or 30 Celsius, we do notify all guests before arrival. And we let them know. Just a reminder, our website says, and we're going to tell you again, that we don't have air conditioning. So we're just giving you a heads up. That do, do you want to still come? And, uh, you know, we can be notifying you know, a few hundred people in, in situations like that. We get very, very few people that opt out of not coming. So that's our final step. We always make sure that they're very well aware if we think it's going to be um, an issue. Yeah. But for the rest of the season, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. And also, I know one thing that I, I mentioned actually to you know, a colleague when I came back and I was like, oh my gosh, they even have bees, you know, in the rooftop and like uh, the vegetable garden for the staff. And I'm like, it's so like everywhere that you walk around the hotel or, you know, you have a chance to talk to you or to your team, you've discovered something super amazing, you know, really. And I think the work you're doing is definitely not just, you know, for, your community but it's for all of us right because definitely educating other people and you know expanding this awareness of what it needs to be done and how can you do and, and be positive as well uh, I think that's the way to go but I wanted to give you the open floor do you want to share any other um, accolades any other certification that you're super proud because I know you have so many I cannot <laughs> even read <laughs> Yeah, well, our, our final piece, which um, our final two pieces that we've done recently, um, one is that we recently became Biosphere certified. Uh, so Biosphere um, is part of the Responsible Tourism Institute, which of course falls under the Global Sustainable Tourism Council. So same criteria that trickles down, uh, it's your 17 sustainable goals. And so we're super excited uh, to be Biosphere certified. And uh, the final piece, which uh, we're gonna be putting press releases out about in the coming weeks here, actually I think, uh, I think on the 14th of November officially, is uh, we are the first uh, uh, urban uh, accommodation provider in the world to be uh, certified with uh, what's called Beyond Green. So Beyond Green is a collective of the world's most regenerative uh, tourism uh, accommodation providers. And uh, most of these tourism accommodation providers are, I, I mean, they are, I, I'm in awe of the work that they do, uh, but they're typically, you know, a bit smaller scale. 
and uh, they're a bit more remote, some of these locations. And so Beyond Green was looking to add uh, an urban place uh, to its uh, portfolio. And so uh, prefer, or Beyond Green came and, and did an audit. So they actually uh, had a third party auditor come and the auditor stayed at the hotel for four days. And this auditor stressed me oh, out. Oh, that was fun, huh? <laughs> this, was, this was like, a, this was, I mean, a lot of times these audits are some that comes for a few hours and they check things out. Um, this was, this was huge. So we had to send in all the paperwork beforehand, but also like they were testing our services and our experiences to make sure that everything was extremely well thought out. Uh, taking into account, you know, community, uh, indigenous, uh, social, environmental, cultural heritage, and um, and not only were they doing that from like from a guest perspective, they're also behind the scenes interviewing our staff, so interviewing a random room attendant or a random maintenance person, um, and uh, making sure that it was like part of who we are, at, like through and through. Um, and also investigating the back of house as well. So investigating laundry, looking at our, our cleaning supplies and stuff like that. So uh, it, we, we didn't have to do a lot of work to prepare for it, but it was just stressful to have someone who was really high caliber to spend that much time producing <laughs> a report. So uh, I was on edge for four days. Um, but uh, I think within about 72 hours after this auditor leaving, Beyond Green said, wow, the auditor was very impressed. And we, um, we are now a member of Beyond Green. So we're very, very excited um, about this. Yeah. Super congrats. This is, it, it's, you know, I, I think uh, when we hear about an inspector, right, like I worked for many hotel brands and was always a nerve wracking. I cannot imagine having somebody for four nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even too, like, um, we have to, he, they tested even the things we recommended for them to do in town to make sure that the things that we even recommended were businesses that had thought out their process. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah because he, they gave us a little bit of feedback on one of the, uh, uh, operators I was like well I can't control another business <laughs> but uh, he really really enjoyed the, the experience that they had with this operator they really really enjoyed it and they said it was you know top notch but the tour guide had a plastic water bottle <laughs> oh my god I was like it's not my company <laughs> So, uh, so we actually had to go back to that company and say like going forward can we make sure we don't use plastic water bottles because that was even one of the requirements of beyond green is to make sure that everything we align with is is like-minded right to the t so uh it was it was a very very thorough uh investigation or audit yeah Wow. Wow. Well, super huge congratulations on this new certification. And I'm so happy. It's like right off the press, you're giving this. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yes. You will see, watch, watch my LinkedIn there. You'll see the, uh, 
the press release uh, come out soon. I'll make sure to send you one as well. Oh, please do. Excellent. Thank you so much, Trina. This was so much fun. I want to be respectful for your time. And, you know, we can definitely talk about sustainability and travel all day here. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we probably will do a catch up soon, but I really, you know, I'm so thankful that you took the time. I know you're super busy, you know, with all of the conferences and with staff and running a hotel, really. Um, you know, I appreciate you very much. And I'm really, really proud of you for this awesome new certification with Beyond Green. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Belka. <laughs> Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you.